Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Healthy Habits Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the autism spectrum disorder subtypes. So, what what are we talking about here? Well, really, autism spectrum disorder is used as an umbrella term, meaning that there are subtypes involved. There are five specifically, them being autistic disorder, which is a generalized uh, version. There's Asperger's syndrome, childhood disintegrative disorder, pervasive developmental disorder, not otherwise specified. That could also be seen as PDD-NOS. And then there's also RET syndrome. So with all that being said, we're looking at five different types, and I am going to be touching up on the Asperger's syndrome or Asperger's disorder uh, today, and we will go through them through each episode. For an episode each. But you guys know what I'm trying to say. So, Asperger's syndrome, also known as AS, is one subtype with some distinguishing qualities being uh, repetitive behaviors. Inability to understand emotional issues, first-person focus, exaggerated emotional response, abnormal responses to sensory stimuli, and these are all the emotional and behavioral uh, symptoms of Asperger's. So let's break this down a little bit. Inability to understand emotional issues. This could be an inability to understand somebody that is grieving or somebody that is frustrated. It could be a variety of things, and some people end up uh, having an inability to understand several emotional issues. Uh, First-person focus, what does that mean? First-person focus basically means that you have a lot of trouble being empathetic. You have trouble putting yourself in someone else's shoes, and that makes it difficult to have social interactions with people sometimes. An exaggerated emotional response. So sometimes this can be getting overly frustrated or flustered. when you are, you know, just having a normal conversation or a more normal uh, interaction, and you may have an exaggerated emotional response to whatever happened. Another thing is abnormal responses to sensory stimuli. So this could be you have an aversion to people touching you too much. Or it could be sensitivity to uh, 
hearing it there's a few different things that can go under this category but those are just a few examples they may have some communicative issues as well now this could be an inability to carry on with small talk this could include some stiff maybe even repetitive speech uh, there's also the difficulty with voice moderation so uh, that could be you know, trying to stay quiet in a library. Uh, exceptional verbal skills in some people. Some may also have an inability to pick up on nonverbal cues. And then others may also have a uh, trouble with keeping eye contact. They could also be clumsy or very obsessive in their interests. So let's break it down a little bit. Inability to carry on small talk. What does that really mean? As in like if somebody asks about the weather, they may ignore that and just carry on with what they want to say. It could also be a thing where they have an inability to continue talking about the weather. They talk about the weather and they instantly start talking about something that they saw related to the weather and it makes it easier for them to talk about it, but it's not necessarily small talk. Uh, stiff or repetitive speech, if somebody gets flustered a lot in their speech or they tend to repeat themselves a lot, that is something to look out for. I talked about the voice moderation. Uh, exceptional verbal skills. So these people could have typical or even strong verbal skills. However, as I said, they could have an inability to pick up on nonverbal cues. So that can include, you know, hand gestures when you're trying to explain something, facial expressions when you're feeling a certain way and body language for just general context. Uh, lack of eye contact, I think that explains itself, as well as the clumsiness and obsessive interest. So with all of this being said, if you do find out that you have it, or your child has it, or somebody you know has it, how can it actually be treated? Well, there are a few different ways. Uh, one of which being cognitive behavioral therapy to help make engaging with others feel easier and less frustrating. So this is for the people who have a lot of communicative issues. <clears throat> And, you know, they might have very high anxiety about, you know, talking to other people. They might try and isolate themselves, socially speaking. Um, there's also speech therapy to help with voice control and uh, moderation. There's also vocational therapy, 
which is supposed to help with career-related difficulties. It's not to say that people with Asperger's are unsuccessful. They actually tend to be successful due to their obsessive interests. However, if you do have trouble because of some of your symptoms, vocational therapy is there to help you so that you can continue to succeed in your career. Uh, this is basically to say that there are different types of therapies for different symptoms. Uh, depending on what you have, the worst of is depending on what therapy you would likely end up being in. Another thing that may help is medications. They may help with, and you know, these medications, before I move on, they can be of the drug types, stimulants, antipsychotics, and SSRIs, which stand for serot selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. So another thing that may help is mental health hotlines. They could help to replace certain therapies depending on what therapy is best for you. And, you know, it could help with other things, but the main thing is that you focus on the main issue that you're having. Um, another thing that may help is support groups or clubs. This can replace the behavioral cognitive therapy. So the behavioral cognitive therapy is supposed to help with uh, engaging with other people and making it to where it's not as frustrating or anxiety inducing. So regular meetups on a weekly basis, like support groups or clubs can actually help to replace those if you can't, if you don't have access to actual therapy. So medications can help with certain symptoms. Now this is, this isn't to say medications are the go-to. As you guys already know, I'm not somebody that believes in pill taking, but it is sometimes necessary for certain symptoms and as unfortunate as that may be, it is fortunate to get help and actually have some symptoms alleviated. So there's always a downside and an upside. But without being said, I think I'm going to leave that here. That was a lot about Asperger's syndrome, also known as AS. I hope you guys liked this episode. Please let me know how you liked it. Give me some feedback. And remember, stay happy and stay healthy. Bye-bye.